0: From the Garden of Eros by Oscar Wilde, read for LibriVox.org by Jennifer Painter. In this poem, the author laments the growth of materialism in the 19th century. He hails Keats and Shelley and some of the poets and artists who were his contemporaries, although his seniors, as the torch bearers of the intellectual life. Among these are Swinburne, William Morris, Rossetti, and Burne Jones. From the Garden of Eros. Nay, when Keats died, the Muses still had left One silver voice to sing his threnody, But ah, too soon of it we were bereft, When on that riven night and stormy sea Panthea claimed her singer as her own, And slew the mouth that praised her, Since which time we walk alone, save for that fiery heart that morning star of re-arisen england whose clear eye saw from our tottering throne and waste of war the grand greek limbs of young democracy rise mightily like hesperus and bring the great republic him at least thy love hath taught to sing and he hath been with thee at thessaly and seen white atalanta fleet of foot in passionless and fierce virginity Hunting the tusked boar, His honeyed lute hath pierced the cavern Of the hollow hill, And Venus laughs to no one knee Will bow before her still. And he hath kissed the lips of Proserpine, And sung the Galilean's requiem, That wounded forehead dashed with blood and wine, He hath discrowned. The ancient gods in him have found Their last most ardent worshipper, And the new sign grows grey and dim Before its conqueror. Spirit of beauty, tarry with us still. It is not quenched the torch of poesy. The star that shook above the eastern hill holds unassailed its argent armoury from all the gathering gloom and fretful fight. Oh, tarry with us still, for through the long and common night, Morris, our sweet and simple Chaucer's child, dear heritor of Spenser's tuneful reed, with soft and sylvan pipe has oft beguiled the weary soul of man in troublous need, and from the far and flowerless fields of ice has brought fair flowers to make an earthly paradise. We know them all, Gudrun the strong men's bride, Aslaug and Olafson. we know them all, how giant Grettir fought and Sigurd died and what enchantment held the king in thrall when lonely brunhild wrestled with the powers that war against all passion ah how oft through summer hours long listless summer hours when the noon being enamoured of a damask rose forgets to journey westward till the moon the pale usurper of its tribute grows from a thin sickle to a silver shield and chides its loitering car how oft in some cool grassy field far from the cricket ground and noisy eight at bagley where the rustling bluebells come almost before the blackbird finds a mate and overstay the swallow and the hum of many murmuring bees flits through the leaves have i lain poring on the dreamy tales his fancy weaves and through their unreal woes and mimic pain wept for myself and so was purified and in their simple mirth grew glad again for as i sailed upon that pictured tide the strength and splendour of the storm was mine without the storm's red ruin for the singer is divine the little laugh of water falling down is not so musical the clammy gold close hoarded in the tiny waxen town has less of sweetness in it and the old half withered reeds that waved in arcady touched by his lips Break forth again to fresher harmony. Spirit of beauty, tarry yet a while. Although the cheating merchants of the mart, With iron roads, profane our lovely isle, And break on whirling wheels the limbs of art, Ay, though the crowded factories beget The blindworm ignorance that slays the soul, Oh, tarry yet! For one at least there is. He bears his name from Dante and the seraph Gabriel, whose double laurels burn with deathless flame to light thine altar. He too loves thee well, who saw old Merlin lured in Vivian's snare, and the white feet of angels coming down the golden stair, loves thee so well, that all the world for him a gorgeous colored vestiture must wear, and sorrow take a purple diadem, or else be no more sorrow, and despair gild its own thorns, and pain, like Adon, be even in anguish beautiful, such is the empery which painters hold, and such the heritage this gentle, solemn spirit doth possess, being a better mirror of his age, in all his pity, love, and weariness, than those who can but copy common things, and leave the soul unpainted with its mighty questionings, but they are few and all romance has flown and men can prophesy about the sun and lecture on his arrows how alone through a waste void the soulless atoms run how from each tree its weeping nymph has fled and that no more mid english reeds a naiad shows her head end of poem this recording is in the public domain